You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Welcome to a new week, a new week of clown world, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, we're, we're in the, the realm of the crazies now. I feel like we're living every day in a, in a mental institution, to be fair. If you look at a lot of uh, what's going on out there, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about what's going on with the U.S. border. We're going to talk about the ongoing COVID crisis and how much longer they're going to be able to kick that dead horse. But before we get too deep into that, Bruce, how are you doing today? Healthy and alive. Yeah. As always. As always. You never disappoint. I'm waiting for the day you come in here and you say, and you sneeze and you say, oh, I feel terrible. I, I just, I can't do it. Why, why am I even here? Well, I'll, I'll still even say alive. Even even That's if true. I'm on the deathbed, you still have you're still alive. That's There's true. There's still a chance. That's true. And you know something? We'll just have to at that point we'll have to send the saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci around to give you a COVID vaccine. You know, that'll fix you right up. Actually, that might act if I'm on my deathbed, you send Anthony Fauci, that might actually prick me up and get me out of bed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Motivate you, yeah. And joining us again today, Mike, you're back with us. How you doing? I am well. Glad to be with uh, the deplorables in the mud with my people. That's right. That's Thank right. You for having me? Yeah, you you can just call this the de- the basket of the deplorables right here. Yeah, we're we're Amen. we're proud to be it. Yeah, that's fine. I'll wear that as a badge of honor. I don't give a damn. All right, me too. let's get into some crazy stuff. Where do you guys want to start? You guys want to start with um, you guys want to start with with COVID stuff. You want to start with border stuff. Uh, what, what do you honestly? Want to do? I, I, I cut through any of that. I didn't even talk to you guys about this, but uh, I've been hearing uh, that. So I'm going to give props to you and Bruce, and I, I didn't want to share this beforehand, but. I listened to the other radio host and podcast, and they're actually starting to speak about the World Economic Forum. I was totally impressed. I was like, about time. So, yeah, um, the big guys are starting to catch on now. Yeah. So, I, I love they're, they're playing catch up with the, the conspiracy theorists as they watch it unfold in real time. <laughs> so, hats off to you guys for that's why I like listening to you. So, wanted to fluff you a little bit. Oh, no, you. You're too modest. Yeah, stop. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to swell Anderson's head anymore. But I no, it's it's as big as it's going to get right now. Yeah, it's uh. You you see how big it is. It's like the shot here can't even you know catch it all. All right, let's start with this happened last week. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. The video that was circulating last week, we discussed it briefly, but I sent it over to you, and you were kind. Of, I sent it over to you, Mike, and you kind of looked at it, and you were kind of perplexed at it at first, and then I said it was because the woman wasn't wearing a mask. Now this is a viral video, so a lot of people have seen this. It was one woman and two or three other women that were employees of this store, this Bath and Body Works out in Scottsdale, Arizona. And they just pig piled on this woman. I mean, they jumped on her and they were wailing on her, you know, beating her and, you know, beating down on her and kicking her and all the rest of it because she wasn't wearing a mask in the store. This is like this. First of all, how are you helping even if a mask was effective, okay, which we know they're not, but even if they were effective, you're not helping COVID by by doing that. And by the time they got done with all the scuffles and all the rest of it, of which I would have said, I want assault charges on every last one of you, and I want all you people fired. If I was the manager, I would have had, of course, probably was the manager, now that I say that. But you're not helping COVID if you do that. You're not helping prevent the spread of COVID if you do that. 
And when you see the uh, the store employees get up after the scuffle, they're not wearing masks either. So what was the point of all this? You you saw it. what what did you what did you say right? What what do you have to say about that? Because you've talked. You're an air quality expert. You, that's your profession. And when you come on, you talk about these things. And so you're you're fully qualified to speak on these issues as you you work in this profession. And so you, as a professional in this line of work, seeing that that level of hysteria gripping the average populace like that, what goes through your mind when you see stuff like that? How effective whoever they are that are plotting. Uh, us against each other. And they're doing a very effective job because like you said, there was, I mean, you're sitting there wrestling. If I thought, honestly, if I thought you had something, some type of contagious virus that was airborne and you could affect me, I'd be backing away from you rather than charging you. I'd be like, okay, cool. We can't serve you because I'm not going to be near that counter because you're going to kill me with whatever you got. But here, I'll give you a little story backing up. When this happened, I we were shut down for about about a month and a half. And one of my customers called wanted to finish a job in their garage. So it was one of my first jobs. And I was very much, forget this, this stuff doesn't work. I don't know why people are wearing masks, blah, blah, blah. And I was very anti-wear a mask. So I made it a point too. And I'm driving around my company vehicle. So I pull in with one of my employees and I, I run in to grab Dunkin' Donuts, uh, some coffee and some sandwiches. And I have no mask. And I And it was before our state mandated it. So I walk in. And everybody behind the counter is wearing a mask. And the guy down at the far left that's receiving his coffee, that must be a regular, is there. And he's got his mask. And, of course, he pipes up and just says, everybody listen to the damn CDC. We wouldn't be in this mess. And I I know he's speaking right into me. So I just keep my eyes focused straight because it was early and I didn't want to get into a fist fight. And I honestly, with the insanity, I'm like, in the state that I live in, he's probably carrying a gun. So this is what's going through my head. So I just order my stuff. I get out. I go back to my truck, I hand to to the employee and I'm telling him what's going on. And I look to my left and this lunatic is sitting in his car, staring me down for a good, at least five minutes wanting. And he would have been justified at this time if I had gotten out of my van and been Mr. Tough Guy, like, what are you staring at? And he shoot me because I I had COVID and could have killed him. And he might have been justified at the beginning. So that's how insane, how effective they are at device, you know, dividing us. Because in, in, in how easily debased people are to actually believe that, first off, that that damn mask could work, because it doesn't. Second, that if you really had some type of viral uh, infection that could spread through the air, my ass is staying as far away from you as possible, you know, with or without a mask, <laughs> plain and simple. So that, that's the science that we were talking about earlier. There's the science that we just can't get away from. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I think she has the right to, to go into a store. But I also believe, like for me going forward, I just went out to breakfast with friends. Two people wore a mask, two people didn't. I was one that wore one because I figure at this time I walk in and I see people that are uh, waitresses and working the counter. If they have to wear a mask, then I'm going to respect you and wear a mask and go in. I I, I get it. And I'm not here to start a war with the person that's just trying to make a buck because, you know, it's through our whole state. You got to wear the damn mask. Um, but then, but they never said anything. They, there wasn't any crusaders, is like I like to call them, the the ones that want to, you know, they're going to save the damn world, crusaders, and and nobody said anything. And we had our breakfast and left. It was great. So, so I teeter on the fact, I, to be honest, I teeter on the fact of should you be wearing a mask? Should you not? I wear it to respect others, whether I believe in it or not. I'm also in the position where it's in my industry that I'm walking into customers' homes that are immunocompromised, and I was wearing a doctor's mask prior. Because I know that I could affect them that I mean, these people suffer from Sears to neurological disorders to brain swelling, you name it, from their illnesses. So 
I want to be the last person that does that. Um, so if I can minimize that, sure. But on a regular basis, it's it's absolute garbage. And I think that fist fight was, well, it's, man, I, I call them crusaders. They're just they they're justified and they're and it's division. They're dividing us. And it's sickening to say the masks themselves. When you buy them, it says on the side of the box that it won't protect you against any virus. It says it on the box. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's like literally if and that's what I try to convey to people. I'm like, if you would literally just take five minutes, five, it doesn't require that much effort. If you take five minutes and you just go and you look at what these things are effective against and what they're not effective against. Well, then, I mean, that that pretty much should clear up any misconceptions. But it's what you say. It's the larger agenda that it is to keep people divided. They've got people so divided right now. And it's the carrot and the stick, right? Bruce talks about that. Marty's talked about that. You know, the carrot and the stick. This is the new carrot, right? Or that was the I'm sorry, masks were the carrot. Now they're not. Now the vaccine's the carrot, isn't it? Right? You got creepy Uncle Joe Biden coming out there now saying that um, you know, he's he's begging people. He's pleading with people to get the vaccine. Well, you know something? When I hear someone like that, not just necessarily him, but people like his vice president. Where'd she go, by the way? Just asking, asking for a friend. When I hear people like that come out and and I hear uh, there was a city official, I believe it was in Chicago. We played him last week, said, if you want freedom, then take the vaccine. If you want social justice, then take the vaccine. Well, you know what? That makes me want it even less than I already do, which is right now I don't want it at all. That makes me want it even less than that. That would that would make me want to explain to people, hey, uh, there's a lot more to this than than what you think. And like I said, now you've got some of the big guys, as you were saying, that you've got some of the larger uh, podcasters, the the AAA people out there, uh, you know, the heavy hitters. They're out there talking about the World Economic Forum, and they're also some of them are saying. This is not a vaccine at all. This is gene therapy. It's not even uh, it's not even designed to, to protect you against anything. No, they're they're actually saying, I mean, what I sent you earlier this week, Jay, was pulling it up right now. And this is from uh, a credible virologist who's been doing this for 40 plus years. He's an, obviously he reinstates it that he's not an anti-vaxxer. He actually works in vaccines. This is what he does. And uh, for the record, that sorry, ju just for the record, we're not anti-vaxxers either. Just uh, I'm just making that clear. I'm anti this damn thing. This Whatever one. this thing yes. is, you, this one. Fouch can take my two or three in the neck for me right there. So it's his name. This was in the Vaccine Summit of Ohio 2021. So uh, it just happened in the keynote speech from I hope I pronounce it correctly. Gert von der Bosch, um, DVM, Ph.D., why should current COVID-19 vaccines not be used for max vaccinations during a pandemic? This was just hosted in the United States because um, I'm not going to go into detail about it. Uh, the wicked smart guy with some credible data that speaks a different language and I'm all about it. You know, so there was something else that I wanted to share. Oh, and we talk about tactics. Number one tactic to control any type of population is going to be fear. It, it, it works. And we see them creating, and I don't want to get sidetracked. We said that you're going to talk about the border, but they're creating, and it's so obvious, they're creating crisis after crisis. We have the, we have the crisis of the environment, greenhouse gases. We have a crisis down at the border. We have a crisis that we don't have enough vaccine when actually we have like double the amount of vaccines for the amount of people in the United States. But yet we can't get you the vaccines because there was nothing there when I came into office and we started from scratch. Good on you, Joe. 
Just to Fauci's credit, as much as I don't want to defend the guy, he actually did come out and set the record straight and said, no, we're using the same policy that was in place during Trump's administration. And we did create the vaccine under Trump. So to be fair to Fauci, he did at least stand up and and in his Faucian way, say that without saying it, if you will. Right. He didn't bluntly say it, but he that's what he said. He has said so much crap that I don't even I, I would even if I heard him say that, I would never give him credit that he even said it. I can't stand that guy. He is such a, a, a Muppet, I, you know, and, I, and we sorry. No, I'm with you. I, I'm glad that he did. I mean, he's caused the atrocity that he has caused single handedly to the people of this world. It's it's sickening. And I look at America and all of our poor habits. And I, I'm reading this book and he, he says bad habits reduce the power of resistance and give way to more controllable fear. So you see uh, how we just diabetic America, just, you know, give you any type of medication you want. Just if you want to feel this way, feel this way. And if you want to you want to be this way today, you can be this way today. And then tomorrow, if you change your mind, well, hey, who are we to judge you, you know, or say anything? You just go ahead and use that bathroom if you want. And, and these are just piss poor habits, not bad habits. And and you reduce you're easily sheepled you're easily sent in the direction that needs to go and you don't even bick or or fight sorry I, you can attribute no you can attribute that to a lot of things i think um i mean what chief among which like you said diabetic america okay well you, we could start looking at like health and how we've trended downward since uh, you know since the 80s mostly in that respect since science got better science gets better to make us better but yet we're going backwards yes well, you, you have a, a scientific establishment now that's gotten so corrupt in and of itself that it wants to keep people to a point where like we're on the verge of breaking out of this mechanism of, of control that they have us locked into a cycle of. We're in the process of trying to break away from that. And so we're right on the edge of being able to come up with a solution and how do I say it? I don't want to say cures, but in a way, I guess they could be. We're on the verge of significant medical breakthroughs. And so that's going to make those of us less reliant on the medical establishment. And so now all of a sudden, you need them, don't you? Yeah. We were on the process of breaking away from all this stuff. So when we're in the in the middle of, of trying to get away from this, right, like I was talking about, like the populist movements, uh, the Brexit movement, the Donald Trump thing. Well, we were kind of starting to walk away from these elites, if you will. I'm doing the air quotes. Well, let me see. OK, now we can do our own research. We don't need the mainstream media. We don't watch the failing Hollywood. Six of the eight Hollywood production houses were bankrupt over 10 years ago. The Chinese Communist Party came in and bought them out. That's why all your entertainment's garbage. A lot of the art in the United States is government funded, right? The Kennedy Center, National Endowment for the Arts. There is not a single government spending bill that hasn't gone through in the last 15 years that hasn't had millions of dollars in there for that. So your art is now government funded. The music industry, I don't have to tell either one of you how bad the music has become over the last 20 years. It's been terrible. Everything has changed. We were on the verge of breaking away from all this. We could educate ourselves. Now, we don't need them. But now they're putting the handcuffs back on. COVID passports, vaccines. You need us to do this, right? Everything that they are building now is making everyone go through them in order to live and operate in society. The ESGs, right? That's what it's all about. You have to go through them. You have to follow their agendas, their guidelines in order to live. You do what they say. The yeah. And, and they're, they're manipulating the people. Uh, either they're going to cancel you right now. It's very blatant. Either they're going to cancel you or the, you are, uh, they flatter you. Right. You see what they did to Markle and, and Oprah, how Oprah just fluffed her. If 
if you're accepted, they're just going to flatter you. And if you're flattered, that's that's one of the best ways of deception there is. Make somebody feel good about themselves, mm-hmm. right? Oh, fuck you up. And, and man, do you talk about leading the horse, you know, on the string? It, so off they, I thought I've seen on the news, I don't know if it's true or not, that she's actually talking about running for president. Oh, <laughs> Megan Markle. Oh, please. Come I on. hope it was me. All right. I'll tell you what, before we get too far off of that, let's just play a clip of um, uh, of Joe. Right. This was, was this Joe's press conference. Wasn't this supposed to be Joe's press conference, Bruce? Uh, Thursday evening. Yeah, this was supposed to be his press conference. But of course, he's not out there in front of the camera taking questions because, I mean, obviously he doesn't he doesn't know where he is. He's he's a dimly lit lamppost. That's something. man. He is something like the light is on, but there's no one home. There's no one home. Oh, I mean, it's very dim. And he's just the lamppost that just stands in the corner saying, Nancy, am I, am I done, Nancy? Oh, it's, word. it's something. Is there anything, Joe? Should I take questions, Nancy? This was the one before. It's just so bad. Yeah, I'll stand he's, here and take questions if you want me to. Um, you're the president of the United States. You tell everyone else whether or not you're going to take questions. Let's hear what he had to say. And again, we need him, right? We need him. We need We need the government. We need them to tell us what we can and can't do. All right, let's take a listen to this. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole. I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, By July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special where we not only mark our independence as a nation, but we begin to mark our independence from this virus. But to get there, we can't let our guard down. This fight is far from order, from over. As I told the woman, I'll tell you the truth. On July 4th, with your loved ones, is the goal. But a goal, a lot can happen. Who's he talking to? I got, I have something to say, and I just, I said it right before you played it. It fell right into into play. What did he say first? I need you. He said it three times, twice the same way. I need you. Let me flatter you. I need you. I'm the president. I need you. I need you to take this vaccine. Is where he was going with that. Let me flatter you first. So, oh, an American people. I mean, we're just like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. The but president needs me. I'm, I'm going down to do my part. Give me a shot. <laughs> yeah. And and if you do that, then by Independence Day, you notice how they play that? Yeah, because everybody's going to hang out. Everyone's going to have barbecue on Independence Day. Oh, yeah. With no with no COVID shot and a bunch of people that aren't going to have a COVID shot. And there will be a bunch of people partying this 4th of July in, uh-huh. in my neck of the woods. Now, who, who's – yeah, that, and okay, that, and that's a great point. Who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? Does he honest? Are they, are they so disconnected that they actually believe that there are people out there that are not living their lives with their families? Do they actually believe that? There is people that are doing exactly that. Yeah. Since the beginning of COVID, my kids have played with some Asian kids down the street. There is one house uh, that has a, a, a young son and a daughter, and we haven't seen them the whole year. 
uh, when COVID first started happening um, and my son was close to their house, I got a text saying, I don't know what's wrong with you effing people. Keep your kids away from us. We were carriers of the disease or something. So yes, there. And so school just opened back up and they allowed these two kids. To, I mean, they're like, I want my cake and eat it too. He wasn't working before that a lot of this, you know, she went out and babysat. He didn't. Yeah. You know, anyways, a non-contributor to the taxpaying, you know, community. Anyways. So the kids are now out playing and uh, with a mask, got to wear a mask. I, so I tell my kid, my kids, you are not allowed to even talk to him. I want no association with him, not because I'm afraid of COVID or whatever, because I know what they are thinking that we're the bad people. Because my kids, if they go and play, no mask. The Asian kids down the street, no mask. Come on. They've been over our house the last year. We've been babysitting them. They're a small business owner that owns a, a beauty salon. We're in it together. You know what I mean? So, but yes, there are people like that. <laughs> I witnessed it right on my street, unfortunately. You know, and that kind of makes me wonder. Uh, you you start to see things open back up. Like over here, they started opening stuff back up last week. Of course, if you're a restaurant, no, you still got to stay closed. And no one knows why. And there's no reason for it. And a lot of the, the states over here are still shut down. Uh, I spoke to a guy the other day at, uh, at my gym. My gym opened back up. And I'm out there. And of course, you have to wear, get this. You, you have to wear a mask to go in the door. And then once you get in the door... Once you get to the workout area, you could take your mask off because apparently you might kill somebody in that first 15 to 20 feet when you go in the door there. And they've got plastic barriers bolted to the ceiling and the, the countertops and everything everywhere. And there's hand sanitizer and arrows on the floor and all kinds of signs everywhere. They got machines, every other machine's like taped off with like crime scene tape. And I, I run into this trainer who is uh, a guy that I've spoken to before. He's from New York. And nice guy. He said that, and of course, he lives in another state, which I'm, I'm right in. I'm kind of like right on the border in between two, two states here. And he said the state that he's living in is still shut down. Everything's closed. Nothing is is going to open for quite some time. But this is apparently the first state in the nation over here to open back up. Everything's been closed here since November, two days before the election. They shut everything down, and nothing's been open since. Uh, and it's been, I mean, like the businesses here have been completely hammered, and people are living right? They're pissed. You know, and the, the government here, they're all the, the same things happening here is what's happening in the U.S. to the government. They're all turning on each other. One of the parties is saying that, oh, we're, we're going to launch an investigation against another one. The courts are now involved in saying, wait a minute, you can't do that. What the hell is wrong with you people? And so when they started doing that, they started getting criticism from people in their own party. And then people in their own party started attending a lot of the protests that are happening here against COVID. And a lot of the people in that party are saying, well, we're going to investigate you. What? 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 You're, you're you're investigating people in your own. What what is wrong with you people? Like the, 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 this whole agenda, they can't even get this right. Okay, like if if you people that are in government that are doing the bidding of these higher ups in like the World Economic Forum, you people can't like you're not even intelligent enough to pull this off. If you people are trying to take over the world like this, boy, you guys are really doing a a terrible job at it. You're a joke if that's the case. You said it best, and I and this is I know. People have said, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, this or that, but this is truly what they're trying to do. It, it, it's There's no conspiracy. It's blatant. If you just go on the internet to the World Economic Forums, they are telling you that we need a great reset, a financial reset, and a, basically a population control. And, and if you just, if you're smart enough to just not look at with blinders on, go, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, socialism is good. We'll, we'll all get our equal part. But if you can look past that, you will see that there's no end to that control and there's no freedom out of that social lifestyle. I think Ted Cruz said it best. Ted Cruz said, uh, the boats only go one way from Florida. They don't, they, they go to, they go from Haiti to Florida. They don't go from Florida to Haiti. So if, if socialism is socialism, so great people. 
jump on that boat and go. But yeah, it's a it's a world thing. And, and look at Canada. What a mess Canada is. I don't I'm not even going to talk about this and I don't really want to get into it. But I mean, I keep on seeing these clips of like this guy's a lunatic. Trudeau, he's insane. Absolutely insane. There's so much we could talk about. Uh, we could talk about the whole uh, cons- I mean, the next move. We're going to talk about the what do you guys call them? The eco scoring system there. We call them uh, the, the e- ESGs. Yeah, we, we can do that. But I want I do want to get into some uh, the, Bruce, did you want to say something on that point? Because I want to get into some clips of Fauci here. Yeah, I was going to just real quick talking about how uh, you, you mentioned how crazy Trudeau is. The problem is, is it's filtering here. The, like the the instance we've seen where the, the women were attacking the um, the employees were attacking the woman for not wearing a mask. Texas, Texas is viewed by the outside as like uh, the, the freest state, if you will. Right. The 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 bit. A woman was arrested in a Texas bank for not wearing a mask. Arrested. Like law enforcement came in and arrested her. Um, now, granted, this, the, the circumstances is exactly what we told you was coming it, and, and exactly what we told you would happen. If you go into as an establishment, they tell you to wear a mask. You say no. They tell you, okay, then you, you can't shop here and kick you out. If you refuse to leave, you're now trespassing and law enforcement will remove you because of trespassing, right? So it's not that you weren't Technically, law enforcement didn't remove you for not wearing a mask. It escalated to the point to where um, they're removing you uh, because you're 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 trespassing at that point. So it's it's the big financial institutes that are going to be able to uphold that because in Texas, he the governor said, "Hey, if there's a business that wants to have you wear your mask, wear your mask." Then okay, I won't bring my business there. But when it's every single TD Bank, like my my, uh, I know somebody that works for TD Bank, and they're shutting down eighty three of them from Maine to Florida, mind you, because of this jobs. Uh, anyways, um, that's where you're, you're going to get pickled, right? You're not going to be able to exercise your free right to not wear the damn mask. That that's exactly what they're trying to do, though, with the the this whole control ESGs and everything. It, it's a you're completely bypassing the government and doing it at the business level. So yep. you'll have most of the large banks will jump on board with this. And as things start progressing and they get more and more businesses in, on board, they will start restricting businesses from doing business with others that aren't on board with ESGs. For example, I have a local bank here that I bank with that does not conform to ESG stuff. Like they're not going down that road. It's a local chain, you know, you know, small bank. In fact, I think the, the bank only does business here in this state. But anyway, all that to say, as this progresses, and if we don't put a stop to the ESG nonsense, they will be strong armed into doing the ESG stuff, or they won't be able to do business. And then, you know, those of us that are trying to avoid that are now going to be stuck with it. We, we have no choice. Yep, well, free trades out the window. Complete we don't li- well, we don't. Yeah, we don't like it. Well, build our own, right? Isn't that what we're being told? You don't like it, build your own. Well, what good is it going to do, though? I mean, I can the, live in the woods. Well, yeah, but uh, to have it, it should never have to come to that. It, it, no, it, it should never come to the point that we have free, to live free trade, man. That's it, free trade. Yeah. Or, or even the, the well, fact that we have two different nations living in a nation, two different peoples, like complete, like. We should all agree on the Constitution and, and the, the Bill of Rights. That that yes. should just be like our standard starting starting point. And for a lot of us, it is. But there is a growing number that are like, you don't even deserve those rights because you're unwilling to follow the government's rules and regs. Have you not read the Declaration of Independence? That's literally us telling the king to go F himself. That's yep. kind of we in are, our blood to tell governments to F off. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want to follow the government's edicts. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we want independence. 
I think you, you've said it best. I mean, they got into our schools and we can see it clear as day into our institutions and, and they're teaching. You've said, I've heard you speak directly into this, Jay, uh, that they they teach our kids a curriculum or even you, Bruce, but they don't allow them to have independent thought. And when you don't have independent thought, you're never going to question anything. You're always going to go with the grain instead of against the grain. I kinda, I, I'm kind of grateful that most of my life I was kind of a rebel. <laughs> so it's born into me to kind of question everything. Well, yeah, and you you see where being a rebel led you. It led you right here to us, you know, with all the other deplorables. In the, in the muck and mire, man, right in the trenches. I love it. Happy to yeah. be here. I am too. Me too. I am too. So, I, I was saying, you know, they, you watch all these, uh, I mean, it, we're just the blue collar guys. You, I see and listen to all these other podcasts and not that they're not great, but they're truly no different than anybody else. You're just getting somebody uh, super cool on there to give you your numbers and, and uh, keep up the, the fight, you know, and what are you doing out there? Though? You actually have boots on the ground. You actually have to go to work and meet new people and, and try to actually make a change and, and not just speak about it on a podcast, but go out there into the world and change somebody's mind. No, I don't think they are. So that's why I like, you know, your average Joe, the deplorables. I want to get to a clip here of the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci, your favorite person, Mike. I, I want to get to uh, get to him. I, I know you've got a you've got a great opinion of this guy. This is my wish. I and I'm not a smart guy. Listen, I told you guys I, I got a great story. I dropped out of high school, joined the army, and all that jazz. Have no college. Been blessed enough to have a company spend some money on certifications. I would love to debate that guy in Congress over the virus and the efficacy of the mask live on television. And when I'm done whooping his ass, we're going to have to play America's Funniest Home Videos for 48 hours straight because America needs to laugh at itself. I don't think that's my wish. Yeah, I I don't think he would do it because he would be caught flat footed and he uh, he just wouldn't want to hear it. You would be the one that would be arbitrarily removed by the sergeant at arms, I'm sure, uh, because you're a a science denier or or whatever. uh, And he's yeah, he's Mr. Uh, I've been in the same position for 40 years and I'm the, the highest paid federal employee. So I'm holier than thou and you need to shut up and listen to me. Just like the president said, he needs you. He needs you. Well, Fauci needs you, too. So let's listen to what he has to say about. Now, he said, what was it? We talked last week, fall of 2021. Isn't that what he said? Fall of 2021. Is that right? That, that depending, depending on the science of the time, like right. maybe this can keep on going, you know. Right. All right. Well, let's. So we're, yeah, we're going to make a judgment call on that 2021. Well, well let's see. Let's see. Circle back. Yeah, let's circle back to that. Let, let's see what he had to say here. As I mentioned, you can only make a calculation of what the percentage of the population that would have to be vaccinated plus those who have been infected and would assume to be protected for at least for a limited period of time. We don't know what that number is, but you can calculate based on, for example, extrapolations from diseases like measles and the vaccine protection of measles and the transmissibility of measles, which is very, very high. The herd immunity level for measles is around 90%. Once you get into the 80s, then you could start getting into trouble. We anticipate, and again, it's purely a speculation, that the herd immunity level will be about 70 to 85%. And that's the time that we believe, if you look at the planned rollout of the vaccines, that we would hopefully get to that point somewhere by the end of the summer and the early fall. You're absolutely correct. If a significant number of people do not get vaccinated, then that would that would delay where we would get to that endpoint, which is the reason that I underscore what Dr. Walensky said about the importance in every aspect of what we do 
of getting more people vaccinated, uh, just as many people as we possibly can. I, I want to also mention that we don't want to get too hung up on reaching this, this end game of herd immunity, because every day that you put 2 million to 3 million vaccinations into people makes society be more and more protected. So you don't have to wait until you get full herd immunity to get a really profound effect on what you could do. For example, as Dr. Walensky said, she keeps her eye on that very carefully as they reevaluate the guidelines. So you can get 20, 30, 40, 50% uh, uh, of the people vaccinated, not yet quite meet the empiric number that we're talking about and still get a very favorable effect from vaccines. There you go. Which way are we going? Yeah, I'd, which way are we going? Are we, whichever I, way he do, needs it to go. He left it open. <laughs> Okay, listen, I want to know, is it 85% or are we going to be at the 30 to 50% margin? And listen, so, oh my goodness. I I can't help but laugh. This guy circles about population and population, but we need to make a judgment call because we don't have the science and we're going to relate it to measles. And if you do some research on measles, there's always been like a lack of deficiency of some type of vitamin. So you can talk like anti-vaxxers and they'll tell you about the... MMR, the measles, mumps, mumps and rubella, whatever vaccine, um, that they're very, very against it. And they have some really good science that says, hey, this was the time. This is what's going on. Because I'd say about two years ago, they were pumping it on the uh, on the news media about people not taking the MMR, all the non-vaxxers. And we're getting yes. down to a 90 percent. And if we go below the 90 percent threshold, we're going to have a measles, you know, an MMR outbreak. And oh, my goodness, we'll have to lock down for that. I saw that two years ago. So when it comes to, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have all mine. But I have been definitely questioning everything since it's as clear as day. These guys have nothing other. There's no science. It's all an agenda of control and, and, and power. And, and for whatever reasons that they want to, whatever they are, you know, their environment, whatever they want to manipulate and control, uh, it has nothing to do with the, the actual science of, of what's going on between the virus and this friggin' vaccine. I hate Bruce, that guy. Bruce, you want to jump in there on uh, Fauci's uh, double side? Literally, he left. He left. Do you see how wide of a gap he left in there? He was literally leaving the entire agenda open to where when fall 2021 gets here, when the fall of this year gets here, he will literally go back and say whatever he needs to say because he left both possibilities open there. So whatever happens, he can reference back to that and say, well, uh, I said it this way, but uh, since we didn't do it that way, well, then uh, this happened. And because, and then if it goes the other way, well, because I said it like this, well, then this happened and and everything's fine now. Mainstream media, they'll just take the soundbite of either one. Yes. And just say, no, he said it this way or he said it this way. Yes. The thing that really stuck out to me the most in that one is where he was saying that it's all based on how many people actually take the vaccine. In other words, it's it's causing that division. It's causing that. Now you have team A and team B, right? You have vax, anti-vax. Though they're not anti-vaxxers, but that's what the media is saying, right? We would be thrown into the anti-vaxxer category because we say, uh, this is questionable. We're seeing people die. We just had a a famous uh, boxer, a middleweight boxer just died from the vaccine. Uh, 66 years old, wife said there was no other, like this was unexpected. There was no health issues. Is a boxer healthy. The woman in Utah. He had the vaccine a few days ago. Yeah, then the woman in Utah we talked about. 
so we're we're seeing issues with it, and so that's leaving some of us going, uh, look, even other countries are like, maybe we shouldn't be taking the vaccine, but at the same time, you're having the people that are willing to follow and not willing to lead or or to even take the time to research this stuff, they're believing the media and they're 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 causing that division. So now you're going to cause even more chaos in the in the society, and that's going to allow them kind of a either a smokescreen. Or it's going to cause more people to get more desperate and jump on board with some of these more extreme ideas of control, uh, for example, uh, the ESGs or the COVID passports. It'll open the door for more um, crackdowns. Hell, would you like to see uh, stormtroopers kicking in your door demanding you take a vaccine? I mean, you keep going down this road. And you keep getting people to jump on board. That is the end game. Like that. That is what you start seeing as we start coming. Uh, you know, continue further and further along on this. And you know, that's a that's a scary thought and a very dangerous one because you know you can't do that around here in this part of the country. You cannot go around kicking in doors trying to demand people to get vaccinated. It will not go well for either party. It wouldn't go well here either. Maybe in one or two of the cities in some of the more liberal towns. The college town is a real big college here that our governor is definitely in bed with because you can see how he's really run the country to support the, I mean, run the state to really dance around them. But in a few places, um, but the woods, the majority of the state, I tell you what, the woods would come alive. Seriously, you start doing that crap. Do you guys want to, uh, you guys want to shift up and get into the border here? That's is one of those. Is the down there taking pictures? No, she's not yeah. down there taking pictures, but uh, she might be shocked by what she sees down there. Uh, it is quite horrendous. Uh, now, what's what's actually happening down there? Let's okay. First of all, th- this all like the the attention for this got put back on it because of this kids in cages garbage. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what started it. That started, I think, day one, and they were no longer kids in cages, but they became what was it like facilities or whatever? Yeah, migrant facilities or migrant something facilities. Like that. Yeah. So, okay, that was the agenda that was put forth. You even had the likes of Lindsey Graham down there on the border, putting out videos on his Twitter account, standing there in front of this large gap. Now, I I don't like Lindsey Graham, but at least he is drawing attention to that. I think Ted Cruz was even down there, if I remember right. Was Ted Cruz down there? (laughs) Of course, that was probably after he got back from Cancun, or maybe he was on his way to Cancun uh, when that was going on. Sorry, he was flying over. Yeah, he was flying over. That's right. Yeah, in his private jet. Yeah. Well, what's going on down there? We're up to 6,000 a day. Is that right? 6,000 a day. That's crossing. the last, last number I've heard. Yeah. This month is supposed to be, this month or last month is supposed to be 100,000 uh, is how many came through. And they're, uh, the ICE, ICE is uh, asking for volunteers uh, to send to the border because um, it's just, that's how bad it is. I have never seen ICE asking for volunteers. They're I saying agree. that the the, the uh, Texas migrant complex—that's how it's worded here in the uh, article—is uh, seven times over capacity. These are the very same ones, by the way, that kids in cages. Yeah, that's the very same facility. I read that NASA is getting involved to do some housing for them, and uh, that they're also going to be shipping them. Where are they shipping them to other states? Like, where are these people going? When they say they're going to ship them out, well, they'll they, they typically them into Texas. Yeah, they'll te- typically they'll do that, or they will have them set up already. And this, they were doing this uh, pre even Donald Trump. We've been doing this for a long time. They will get them put onto buses, loaded onto buses. They'll be taken to 
I hate to say it, but it's true. Democratic controlled cities, the blue cities, the sanctuary cities, and they'll have people waiting for them when they get off the bus, ready to give them medical, legal representation and get them set up on social services. Also, you have to look at the other aspect of this, too. There's not just government involved here. It's not just government involved here. You also have the churches that are involved here, the charities at the big churches. And why is that? The Catholic Church needs bodies in the uh, uh, in the uh, the congregation, and they haven't been getting it lately over the last few years. And of course, a lot of people coming up from Central and South America, majority Catholic, yeah, huge Catholics. Yep. Yeah. So um, if you guys want to click on the uh, the stream there, uh, and we'll discuss this. This is a video of coyotes. Uh, coming across, you see the people, that's the Mexico side, right? The guy taking the, the video is on the U.S. side, right? For this, for the benefit of our uh, of our listener. What you're seeing now come across is uh, a coyote, which is someone who will, a couple of guys will be responsible for the smuggling. They're paddling across in an inflatable boat full of migrants from across the uh, the other side of the Rio Grande. Uh, and so they'll get across here. And of course, you see a couple of them in there, you know, wearing masks and all the rest of it. Yeah. But they'll bring them across. They'll get them up on shore. Now, mind you, these are supposed to be uh, starving people, right? Isn't that what we're being told? These are starving people coming from uh, areas where they don't have any food and it's and it's all collapsed uh, and everything. Do these look like starving people to you, either one of you gentlemen? No, they look like the highest paid people wanting more money and freedom. So they eat well over there and they're the first ones over. <laughs> I thought, I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a beached whale at first. I didn't realize it was a rat. This is unbelievable. This is absolutely unbelievable. These are supposed to be starving people that were, this is what we're being told. It's a Tommy Hilfiger shirt right there. Yeah, they look like they're terribly starving and just... Malnourished. Yeah, I mean, these people are... No, no, it's all propaganda. We're, we're, we are creating another problem at our borders. Uh, we're creating a problem. They're also going to benefit twofold on this because they're going to give them more voting rights with HR1. So, hey, that's a that's like a, a, a twofer right there. And if they want to spike up COVID again, well, hey, well, well, we all these Mexican, you know, all these immigrants came across the border. Well, they were bringing across COVID. Now we had a huge COVID spike. Got to lock down again. It's multiple uh, options with this. Simple fear tactics. One on one. Yeah, it's a voter base, as you said, with the HR1. If they are able to get that through or even parts of HR1 through, it will uh, it totally destroy our... Well, just getting HR1 through would completely destroy our system. Like that That's it. Our America, the experiment of America is over. You will never again see a Republican uh, voted into office or anyone that has a, a slightly conservative bent. If you're not on board with the Democrats, um, then that's it. You're, you're not going to get in again. Um, it, the, the kind of control they'll get from that. But then having uh, the more people come over as well, it fits into the ESG agenda because, uh, well, these these immigrants are coming in because the, the climate change is so horrible. They're having to migrate out of their countries because it, it is so terrible down there because of weather events and flooding and all that kind of stuff because of man-made climate change. Or the other narrative of, um, well, we, we have to help them because they're starving or what have you. And so we, we can't turn them away when we have an entire process for immigration. We have an entire process for uh, seeking asylum. And the issue is by us saying that this is a problem from our perspective, yes, it is a problem. It is a problem for our country and our foundational principles. But the current government doesn't see it as a problem. The current government, they're not, they're, they keep saying, the media is saying this is a, a border 
crisis, right? We have a crisis at the border. Now, it's not the entire media. This is more the conservative media. But they're all coming from the perspective that this is detrimental to the country. Yes, it is detrimental to the country, but not in the government's eyes. In the current administration's eyes, this is a means to an end. This is a means to push the narrative forward, to get that voter block in, to get the ESG. It fits their narrative. So they Control. need these people to come in. Yep. And the other thing is, is when you get these people in and they're on your dole, if you're they're under your control, it makes it easier to control a population because then it becomes a uh, social shaming, right? If you don't jump on board with whatever the government's saying, well, you're going to get shamed in public and you will see people getting attacked more or you'll see more shaming or more, for example, the 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 bit that I talked about in Texas where the, the uh, woman was arrested for not wearing a mask. You'll see similar things to this as things progress. And if you start getting things like red flag laws in place, all it takes is one person to say, you have a mental uh, illness. Like, oh, I don't know. For example, your ex-wife or husband says they're deranged. No proof, no nothing. And tell law enforcement they're, they're uh, a risk to society or themselves. Law enforcement will come in, kick in your door and take all your firearms. And if you resist, not only will you be arrested, but you'll either be thrown in prison or a mental institution without any warrant, without any any of that. So, yeah, keep that in mind with yeah, it, how things are going. We're, we're letting them in. They're all excited because they're, they're coming to free America. But if things unfold the way that they want to and socialism comes into place, they're going to be in a worse position than they were when they were living in Mexico, especially the ones that we just saw coming across in their Tommy Hill figure and pretty healthy as as Jay was saying. So down that path, it doesn't work very well. So, <clears throat> well, this is like what we were seeing with um, we, we had a similar video uh, that Bruce and I were watching. What was it a couple of months ago now where you had the caravan coming up from Guatemala and like they're they're walking up the roads with new Nike shoes and talking on on cell phones, wearing gold earrings and and gold watches. And they're smoking cigarettes and they're saying, yeah, we're starving. We were told that those were desperate women and children that uh, were suffering from uh, starvation. And I don't th I think what we saw one woman one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were all 20, 25 year old uh, uh, guys. Yep. Yeah. A couple of kids. I, I'm I'm more concerned of like what you've been hearing on the media about how their the child trafficking has been enormous and and drug running has been I mean they're just opening up for a whole option of different things that anybody with living that lifestyle can certainly jump on board and, and get away with it now so it's just opening up a host of options that are just not good at all and you were saying uh, Jay you said this was happening before even with before Donald Trump how many were coming in when Trump was in office. How, we how had able to we had border apprehensions when Trump was in office. I think we were averaging around. I want to say it was around five hundred and forty a day, roughly. That's what we were averaging. Now we're looking at six thousand a day. That was five hundred and forty because they knew that it was tough to get across, and and if they got caught, we were shipping them right back. Right. Yeah. Is that correct? So yes, uh, in twenty nineteen there was a spike, and it was something like three thousand or something like that. And Trump changed some policies and made it to where you couldn't no longer seek asylum in this country. You had to do it outside of the country. And that curbed that because they were they were trying to use an asylum clause and to, to try to get over. It. And it curbed that, which that was when we were starting to see we were kind of talking about it where Soros was funding these uh, groups. They were they were funding these migrants to come in and, and try to, to get across the border. And that was 2019. It was 
trying to stir up some more trouble, if you will, more controversy. Well, I and, still think he's responsible for it now. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's not or, or that he doesn't. Ha- I'm just saying we were talking about it then. And that's the, some of the, the things we were talking about. Now, this this whole thing now, whether or not Soros is behind it doesn't matter anymore because Biden has effectively said our borders are wide open based on the policies and everything that he said uh, instituted. He doesn't need a George Soros or a Bill Gates to go in and fund these migrants. You're going to have them come over just trying to you'll have some that are legitimately trying to come across to have a better life. And you'll have uh, those others that are just coming here for the handouts. So it's a sad deal because honestly, taking all the politics out of the picture, they're exploiting a people. That's what it boils down to is they're exploiting a people to their own ends. And it's despicable. Yeah, it's when humans become, what did I say? Not accountable, but uh, human accountants, right? That's what George Soros is, you know, using these people to come across and whoever's doing it. uh, I can completely see them doing that. And he's a human accountant. Well, he was numbers to him. He was working a deal with um, the United Nations and Mastercard, uh, and so what they would do, and also they would have the uh, the migrant centers set up in each country. So, for example, if you had a group of refugees in, say, Venezuela that wanted to come up, well, the U.S. Bo- the U.S. is seven countries away from Venezuela in South America. So, what you would do, you would set up migration centers in each one of those countries through the journey on the way up. This is what Soros would do through his foundations. He would then work a deal, uh, and we actually, we dug this up. He would work a deal with MasterCard partnering with the United Nations that he would funnel this money through. So he would funnel it through his front organizations, through his foundation, through Open Society, through MasterCard, and he would he would literally pay these people $1,200 per leg. So you would get from, say, Venezuela to the next country, you'd get 1200 per person, right? You would get that loaded onto a prepaid MasterCard that was handed out. And so if you get to the next place, 1200 next place, 1200 next place, 1200 1200 1200 and so on and so forth until you get to the U.S. You're actually paying people, laundering money through your foundations, your tax-free foundations, through the United Nations and MasterCard to incentivize the collapse of a, of a country. It's disgusting. Yeah, there was another human accountant. Uh, his name was Adol- uh, Adolf Eichmann from the uh, Nazi party. He was actually, uh, just watched a movie on him. He was the guy that basically decided which groups of people, you know, which groups of Jewish and prisoners would go to which camps. It was, uh, it was a really good movie called The Operation Finale or Operation Final. It was a really good how they caught him in the 1960s. But he was a human accountant as well, just like uh, our friend Soros there. Well, what do you think Soros yeah. learned to be uh, yeah, I was gonna say, an accountant? Where do, you think, yeah, where do you think you learned all this stuff? Probably. Hey, guys, well, I got to go. I got to jump off. No, you're fine. Uh, Bruce and I are going to round off here on some uh, some border numbers and some apprehensions they've had over the last uh, month. So, yeah. Uh, but it was good having you. Thank Mike. you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for my uh, weekly therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> the checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah. No problem. <laughs> See you, bud. Have a good day. All right. There he goes. All right. Let's get into some numbers here. Um, last month, they were looking at a 15 year high of border apprehensions. 15 year high. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen apprehensions on the U.S. border like this in 15 years. And some of the ones that are coming across are not from South America. Yes. They're from like Islamic countries. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, it's not they a problem, caught, right? They caught some coming across. They caught Iranian nationals coming across, didn't they? Yep. Uh-huh. They've caught some Asians coming across as well. But yeah, uh, that one doesn't necessarily mean that's CCP. I know no. the Asian 
countries are, are, unfortunately, there's a lot of human trafficking that goes on there too. And it's likely that those people were actually sex slaves or just trying to get away from the CCP, for example, trying to find better, you know. If China is going to send operatives to the United States, they typically have another way of doing it. Uh, they, they will, what the Chinese are actually doing now, uh, they've been doing this for quite some time. It's, it's ingenious if you think about it. What they'll do, they'll come in and they'll buy up some land and they'll build like a massive complex or like a hotel kind of thing on this piece of land. And most notably, they're doing this in, on the West Coast in parts of California. And what they'll do, they'll send pregnant women over and they'll use our 14th Amendment, which I believe is misinterpreted, as anchor babies. That's yep. what they'll do. Or just fang, fang. Oh, yeah. Fang, fang, bang, bang. Yeah. Mr. Swalwell. Yeah. Some GOP people are calling for him to be removed from the Intel Committee. I'm not quite sure why. Just coincidence, I'm sure. But yeah. The U.S. Border Patrol source reports the number of migrant gotaways, gotaways, these are the people who got away, mm-hmm. tallied mm-hmm. by the agency, surpassed 118,000 for this fiscal year in less than six yeah. months. Wait, wait. And how long? This year. This year. Okay. Yes. Well, because we've already processed and detained that much. This fiscal year, just to give you an idea, started on February 1st, not January, February 1st. In a month and two weeks, in 45 days, 118,000 gotaways. In less than six months, the gotaway number is nearly double that for all of the fiscal year of 2020. Last year, 69,000 illegal immigrants managed to avoid apprehension by the Border Patrol. Sources reported the sharpest increase began in January as President Joe Biden took office. Of course, he says, well, yeah, come on up here. Question on that. When uh, the, the, the gotaways, does that include the ones that were given a court date and don't show up? Uh, doesn't say, at least not right off the, uh, the top here. It doesn't it, it say. Doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't include those. No, because those are part of the 104, 100,441 are the ones that at the time of this article that have been processed. 10,000 of those were unaccompanied children. To give you an idea what happens to unaccompanied children and teens, it's not pleasant what some of these coyotes do to these kids. That, that's putting it mildly. During a recent press engagement, Texas Governor Greg Abbott elaborated on his views about the border search. He says because of the volume of people coming across the border, the border patrol that makes the arrest, they have to engage quite literally in babysitting. Isn't that kind of what you said? Yeah, in babysitting. And while they're doing the babysitting, that provides an opportunity for the cartels to be able to bring other people across the border illegally, which is the video that you and I just watched. Overloading the system. We've talked about that. That that's one of the things that you do is you overload the system. Yeah, and that's what they did here uh, on the European side of things back in 2000. And I want to say it was 13. So it was like seven years ago when they had that big wave coming mm-hmm. across. And yeah. what they did is they literally just overloaded the system. It wasn't that a lot of them stayed. A lot of them got shipped back. But the ones that got shipped back, it, what, is, what it does is it creates a log jam. They have to go back, but at the same time, per European law, they have to be processed before you can send them back. So it creates this massive humanitarian crisis. It overwhelms the system, and it makes you want to just say, all the hell with it, and give up. The recent reports concerning the reduced patrols being conducted by the Border Patrol are likely contributing to the surge in the new gotaway count. The humanitarian needs of thousands of unaccompanied children crossing the border have impacted the Border Patrol's ability to cover many remote areas. The situation is likely to worsen, they say. So Walls are racist. <laughs> that, that's usually the talking point, yeah. So the Border Patrol are asking for help. DHS uh, secretary, whatever in the hell his name was, uh, said that there's no crisis down there. There's no problem down there. The administration is is welcoming people in. 
was did didn't the Biden administration before all this say they were going to enact policies to I don't know increase security measures doing a virtual fence using like drones and sensors and all that kind of stuff. Where's all these drones and sensors they're talking about? That's the talking point of every administration. They say, oh, we're we're doing a what was you remember what they said under uh, under the last years of Obama? We're doing a virtual wall. Yeah, virtual wall. Just um, it, it's just use your imagination. The walls yes, there. Just a use virtual your imagination. Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it was it was shown to be very effective, uh, according to the administration at the time, that it was very effective. A virtual wall. Of course, wall. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? No. Okay. All right. We are out of time today, so we are going to have to go. But uh, great conversation today. Glad Mike got a chance to drop in. He's already dipped out. But um, yeah, it was uh, great to have him back on again, have the uh, discussion, as always. We are promoting our Telegram channel. We had a great Room 101 on Friday, didn't we? Or on Saturday, I guess, is when it went out. Had a lot of fun with it. For those of you who are wanting to listen to that podcast, you'll have to sign up to our Telegram channel. It is free of charge to do. Get over to Telegram. Get signed up. Search for us when you get there. Search for Dynamic Independence. We're a public channel. We'll pop right up. Click join. You'll be subscribed to us. You get all of our content we put out here every day. And you'll also get our exclusive content that we put out once a week. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, you can give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience. We would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, Bruce, that will do it for today. So thank you for being here today. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.